Welcome to Fragmented, a software developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better developers. My name's Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, before we get going, I wanted to tell you about a brand new resource that I released. It's called Mastering Git. It is a free Git course that will teach you everything that you need to know on how to use Git from the ground up in less than 120 minutes. It's super easy to follow. You don't need any specific tools installed other than Git itself. I'll teach you everything you need to know from the ground up using the command line and the 20% of commands they're gonna give you over 80% of the benefits for you and your day-to-day engineering career. Now, there's a ton of Git commands out there. You may not be sure which ones you should use. I've been using Git for over 12 years now from the command line, and these are the distilled down commands that I use on a day-to-day basis. I'm gonna show you how to use each one of those from initializing repositories, making commits, how to create branches, conceptually what are branches, how do they work, branch naming strategies, how to merge, how to utilize merge tools, how to handle merge conflicts, how to merge branches, how to create pull requests on things like GitHub, how to cherry pick, how to view logs, how to create aliases and so forth. I cover all of that within this course. There's no fluff in it. We hop straight into it and you're gonna learn everything that you need to know in order to become a master of Git. Again, there's not a lot of commands that you're going to learn. This is the course that I wish that I had when I started. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're advanced, you're going to learn something for this. However, if your team member is new or you're just learning Git or you wanna be able to kind of understand it better, this is the course for you. So check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes. You can also view it at donfelker.com slash git. You'll be able to see a nice demonstration of what is inside of that course on that page, and it'll link you directly to the actual video itself, which is free on YouTube. You can also visit my YouTube channel, which is going to be at donfelker.com slash YouTube. You can find it there too. So again, go to donfelker.com slash git for the free git course and learn git and master it. And I really hope that it helps you. Let's hop into the show. All right, Kaushik, we just hit record here just a few seconds ago, and this is kind of meta for the podcast, but <laughs> we had a couple of other topics in mind, and then we just started rambling like we usually do before the call, and we just said, you know what, we better just probably record this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those moments where we're like, okay, like, no, really, we should just hit record now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so to get back in the conversation for folks that, of course, you weren't here before, we were talking about, I, you know, when we get on a call, we always say, hey, how you doing? How's your morning? All that kind of, you know, small talk to get things going. And uh, I told Kaushik that. Oh, wait, I, I got to tee this up because I, okay. I think I got a good one. Okay. So did. for the first time, folks, like for people who follow Don, he is serious about his workouts. Like, you know, you, you don't joke, right? <laughs> and for true. the first time, like we started this call and Don mentioned, hey, I missed a workout today. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Like, you know, did you, are, are you okay? Are you unwell? Did something happen? And that's how the conversation kicked off. So tell us, Don, why did you miss your workout today? Exactly. So no, yeah, so background off of that, I normally work out in the morning anywhere I, from six to nine in the morning is during that time frame. sometime I work out. And this morning I thought, you know what, I'm going to push the workout to be a little bit later this morning because I have some code that I'm working on. It's actually some, some Ruby stuff. And for, uh, a couple of projects that I have and I'm making some marketing sites. And I was like, well, I need to 
upgrade something. And long story short, to make a really long story short, <laughs> I have spent way too long trying to upgrade this one particular static site generator from a you know one version of a CSS framework to another version of a CSS framework because nah. the build process changed. And I burned all morning on it and <laughs> I didn't get to work out. Now, let me preface that with, does that mean I'm not going to work out? No, I will still work out after work. So I will get it done. It'll happen later today. But my whole day has been thrown off simply because I couldn't tell myself to stop. And as I told you, Kaushik, mm -hmm. about 45 minutes, maybe an hour ago, I didn't get up out of my desk and basically yell at myself <laughs> and kind of detach myself from the situation and say, what are you doing? You are burning all of this time upgrading this one project for what reason? Like I could just go use a different static site generator that's already solved this problem. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? And it's because I get so involved into the problem that it becomes fun. And um, oh, you yeah. mentioned that you had this happen recently with your stuff too. I did, I did. And it's funny, that feeling, I think over time with you know maturity and mm -hmm. having spent time, it's gotten better. But you know how much it's gotten better? Previously, I used to lose myself completely where I'm just, I start working on a problem. Next thing I know, four hours later, <laughs> you know, I'm like knee deep. And it's only become better in so far as that I still spend the four hours, but every hour is agonizing because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this. I probably yep. shouldn't be doing this, but it's so much fun. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I had a very similar experience because, I mean, um, you know, this there's this unidirectional state flow app that, you know, I, I put out. It's like this basic movies app some time back. Mm -hmm. And we'll definitely talk about this yep. in another episode, but I wanted to work on something where I was like composing versus inheriting. So I worked on that. That spent a whole chunk of time. And then now I'm looking to upgrade in other ways, which again, like I said, we'll follow up in a future episode about. But it's that feeling where you know you only have like 30 minutes left. But oh, yeah. in your mind, you have just like the adrenaline. You're like, oh, I'm just going to push through this 30 minutes because yeah. I feel I just need that moment. Like, you know, that 30 minutes is going to get me like 60% of the way. Those 30 minutes get over, but obviously those 30 minutes are not enough, right? Mm -hmm. And then you think to yourself, well, no, just another another 30, another 30 more, more minutes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm almost there. I know I'm there. You spend the 30 minutes. And the truth is you might actually cover quite the amount of work, right? Like, you know, in those 30 minutes, you're probably more productive than like the one hour before, but it doesn't get done, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't get done, it means you're going to come back to it anyway, right? And, yeah. So that, is it worth it? Like, that's the question, right? And I, I mean, to be clear, I have zero answers here, right? <laughs> it's not like I've done this and this works, but it is interesting because when you described it, it's so visceral in my mind. Like, I know mm -hmm. exactly that feeling that was going through your head when you had to like burn those extra few minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that time when you say, oh, well, I'm just going to put the 30 more minutes or I'm going to do it like for me, I'm just going to use this extra hour and I'll get it done. And I didn't get it done. And if I were to, if I look back at where I started versus where I am now, I am no further along than where I was at 4.15 this morning when I woke up. Like, <laughs> and to me, that just, like, as you know me as someone who's very, I optimize all my time. It's just mm -hmm. like, it chaps me. It burns me so bad because <laughs> like, where did all this time go? But it's like, and like you said, I, don't, I really don't have an answer for it. The one thing that I, it does a couple of things for me though. Mm -hmm. One is it shows me what I still truly love about this field, it's that feeling of oh, yeah. getting into a flow state of solving a problem. And again, it doesn't matter what technology is, it could be whatever, it's whatever you're interested in. Diving deep in this problem, solving it, 
and just the time melts away. Like you said, it could be an hour, four hours, half a day, a whole day. The problem is, like you said, that I get to a, so that's the good part. The bad part is I have to, mm-hmm. I eventually I have to stop and do regular work and I have to right. pay the bills and go to work and clients or whatever. And that is the hard part for me because now I had, there's two things mm-hmm. at that point that happen. One is it's always in the back of my head that I didn't finish this thing. And what there's like this background process that's just oh, yeah. constantly oh, yeah. running of like, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, maybe it's this. Maybe you didn't. Oh, you didn't try this. And then I'm thinking about it while I'm eating lunch or I'm taking a shower or I'm in a meeting and I'm like, I'm thinking about this problem. And I'm like, I You're like eyeing it from the corner of your eye. Of your eye. You're yeah. like, oh, maybe, maybe if I just try that, like, what about that? <laughs> yeah. And so that's the real negative part is it can consume a lot of resources mentally, uh, even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Now, the positive aspect, there is a flip side to that coin too. The positive aspect of it is, it, is it, I call it, it pulls me forward. And what that mm-hmm. means is, I now know that there's something later tonight or tomorrow morning that I need to work on. And I might write a note about, so I kind of snapshot my thought process. And then I know tomorrow morning or whatever, when I can work on this again, here's where I'm going to start because here's the situation I'm going to work on. But the we can go even a little deeper in this. The other mm-hmm. problem with it is, is, I don't know if I'm going to get that time because I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. There's like so many things I want to follow up on that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's... The one thing is like, you know, one strategy that's worked for me partially, again, like I said, it's only if I follow it, right? And it's really hard to follow it. It's like this uh, this concept of time boxing, right? Which yep. isn't like anything new, but it's that like, it's funny when I was in school, like, you know, this is college. I even remember his name. There's, there was this software developer, really nice guy. His name was George Dean. He was a he studied at Pivotal Labs and he was a student mm-hmm. with me. And you know, Pivotal Labs is like their gung-ho, like there's this consultant company, consultancy that I mean obviously you probably have heard of them. They are gung-ho about uh agile programming, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, not even agile, it's extreme programming, XP, yeah. like you know, the extreme program. So they one of the core tenets of ex- extreme extreme programming is this idea of time boxing, right? You say you have 30 minutes, you pair yeah. with someone else, you do 30 minutes, that's it. Like, you know, yeah. and it was funny. And I, I keep remembering this experience because there was this time where, you know, we were a group, like, you know, because in college there's group settings and you work on assignments together, right? And he would be like our time, like table scheduler, like, and he would say, hey, time box it, right? And yep. it was so crazy because he's like, look, we're going to spend 30 minutes on this first section, you know? we would literally be one sentence or two sentences away from just completing that section, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're like, hey, we worked on this, like, oh, geez, let's just get it done and be like, you know, move forward. And he was brutal. He was like military with it, right? He's like, no, like the time box means no sense because you'll spend like an extra few minutes. That's going to happen a little again in the next section. Mm -hmm. In the end, we're going to do a piss poor job of like the final section, right? And he's like, no, the strategy was spend that time for each section, get it done and move on, right? And In the end, this is what your planning process resulted, right? So if you want to do it better, better luck next time. Because, you know, this strategy has to, like, this strategy will completely crumble if you don't respect mm-hmm. the process, right? And that always stuck with me. I, I will admit I'm not good at it by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like, I keep reminding myself and the times I adhere to that sort of mindset, mm-hmm. things get done, right? And I'm always not happier, like, in terms of, like, you know, what I achieved. Usually that always lands up being the process. 
Mm-hmm. Another quick tip that helps is like, you know, I, you know, if you have like an Apple Watch or something, it's like the whole uh, Pomodoro timer thingy. I don't necessarily follow it in that section, but what I do is I keep running 25 minute cycles, right? Like any, anytime yeah. I'm, I'm starting to sense, I'm like, oh, I'm getting into that into that zone again, like, you know, into the flow state, which is like the positive connotation to it. But basically this thing is going to suck an entire like few hours for me. Yeah. I keep running 25 minute timers more so like I'm still going to like probably like work for another two hours or something. Right. But those 25 minute cycles almost forces me to like recognize the number of time blocks that are being spent. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, in one hour, that's four time blocks. Right. So I spent four cycles on this. Okay, I'm going to spend another two. And that almost inherently like forces me to check in, right? So again, that's one thing I found. So strategies, if people are better at following it, it might work. But anyway, yeah, so that's with the whole time boxing approach. Have you found yourself like using some of these strategies or are you inherently just better at saying, no, this is on my calendar, I'm getting it done? Uh, no, the time box strategy is, um, it's a core component of how i operate my life and in fact i'm very mm-hmm. very good at it i'm i'm most mm-hmm. militaristic just like you are i mean mm-hmm. your friend was and that that's exactly what i would do is i would say all right i'm going to spend an hour two hours whatever on this and then if i can't come to solution i'm going to option b which is try mm-hmm. something else and in fact i actually did that this morning i said mm-hmm. all right i'm going to work for until this i think it was like 9 15 9 30 in the morning or mm-hmm. i don't know whatever i'm just making the time up but this particular time. And then if I can't get it, I'm going to try another option. And that's what I did. And then I tried another option, but then something mm-hmm. weird happened. Mm-hmm. I tried the other option. The other option worked. And I'm like, okay, knowing in my mind, I should go with option B now. Cause it, it's, it already worked in 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to mm-hmm. burn another two hours and this other thing doesn't work. I'll mm-hmm. use this option B and, and stuff. For some reason mm-hmm. I have this, um, I, or I had this emotional attachment to the old thing that I was working on. Ah. It's almost like it beat me. Mm. I'm like that and I, I'm like I no, I can figure this out. I know I can figure this out. <laughs> and I think like, it's not that hard. I can get it. And so for some reason I went against everything that I normally do and I went back to it and mm. I burned another hour and a half on it. And again, I'm in the same place that I was at before and I I finally had to stop when I got up an hour ago and, and yelled at myself. It's like what are you doing? <laughs> And I just, I closed the IDE. I closed everything. I'm like, you are not doing that. Like, Don, you are not touching that. Like, that's dead to you. You're not, it's done. So time boxing is something that I do very heavily. I really like that you brought up the Pomodoro technique Mm -hmm. because my friend, um, it was about a year ago. He is really productive. And I asked him, like, how do you, how do you do it? Like, how do you get so much stuff done? I'm like, I get a lot done. He's like, I'm like, but you're on another level from me. (laughs) And he plans his day every Sunday and he actually uses a tool called Kanban flow, which is a mm-hmm. website and, um, Kanban flow. It looks just like Trello mm-hmm. uh, or similar. And he, he, he renames the columns like Sunday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then he plans his days in Pomodoros and he goes, he goes, now I don't use, he's like, I know it might take me four hours to do this one thing, or I'm going to yeah. plan for four hours. He goes, but that's just like you said, those are the blocks of time that I can use to manage my day. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I've done this long enough to know now. He goes, I can only schedule anywhere from six to 10 blocks of time. He goes, and those are 25 yeah. minute blocks. He goes, so we're looking at three to six hours I can schedule per day. He goes, everything else is just life's going to throw at me and I'm not going to be able to get it done. 
Right, right. Because and like, I think the key is also that, right? Like knowing how many of those cycles can you get done? Because that, unless you keep doing it, fail, mm-hmm. learn, like you're not going to know. And that can get very disheartening too, right? Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, I attempted or attempted to use that system for about six months. And it was interesting because I would set up my schedule on Sunday <laughs> and I'd make it till about Wednesday. And then he, he said, look, you're going to make it to Wednesday or Thursday. And then you're going to have to like reshuffle or forget what, you know, or retrue it or something like that. And it's basically, mm-hmm. you got to go back into your plan and, and readjust it because life has happened. And uh, I noticed I had to do that, but I had a hard time the last part of the week to really get in the flow. Then it was always the beginning of the week that I was better at, but to really rewind it here. Yeah. It's Everything goes back to time boxing and Pomodoro and being able to manage that time. But it's there's something to be said about, which I, I mentioned before, is getting what I call the madness when you're working in something. Right, right, right. right. So, so let's just, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. With the madness, right? So how do you like sort of peel yourself off of that feeling? Because you said you're good about like time boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Do you actually make that judgment call where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 minutes away from getting this done, right? Mm-hmm. Do you just... Think to yourself, nope, cutting it off now, and I will like allocate more time in the future. Or are you like, in the grand scheme of things, I want this to be done so that I can move on to other things? And how do you plan that, right? Like, or do you plan for the entire day? Because I struggle a lot with that, right? Where I'm like, I think I can push forward for with this. That's a really difficult one to answer, simply because Mm. it depends on what's happening, and it's really hard to force myself into the madness state and what is the madness state it's very it's almost like the deepest flow state that you can find it's like you, it's mm-hmm. like you're like you're almost crazy you're almost right. like you're in the machine it's manic basically. Yeah, it's very manic and you're just mm-hmm. everything you're just do everything's flowing perfectly or maybe things aren't flowing perfectly but you're chipping away at the issue how do i know when to stop in those situations for me i find it the most psychologically beneficial when mm-hmm. i can reach a point where I kind of have everything mapped out in my head of where I want to go. Mm. I know the current problem right now. Like, oh, I've identified the problem. I know what I need to do to fix it, or I've maybe I've already fixed it and I know what's next. I can then stop then, make a note, whatever, and then I can come back to it tonight or tomorrow, whatever, and that's fine. Mm. I have a hard time when I'm in the middle of something and it's something's broken or not working and I almost have it figured out, but I don't know what the issue is yet. That's when I have a hard time leaving it alone. When it's in a completely broken yeah. state, and I'm, and I don't know why. That is interesting. That that is a very mature way of thinking about it. Because if you know what the unknown, if the unknown becomes known, then at that point you're like, well, the next time I come at it, I know I'm going to be able to get it done. As against where it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can plan for it because then at that point I can create a plan of a procedure of here's the next steps I can I can I can move forward. And there's a, a linear progression of, of where I'm going to go next. But when I am in a forest of problems and I don't know which way is out, mm-hmm. it's a very disheartening and uh, not fearful, but it's a very like uneasy feeling of like, all right, well, now I'm out of time. I have to go do other responsibilities. And now I just kind of have to push this thing to the side and just right, kind of right. gnaws at you all day long, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, to be clear, that madness feeling, I'm... It sounds like, yeah, you know, you're complaining and stuff, but obviously no. I hope people get it. I'm very grateful that, yeah. you know, I get to do something where I'm being paid for, you know, yeah. like even if I wasn't paid for this stuff, you know, if I wasn't paid to be a programmer, I'd probably still, you know, approach it with the same level of like, you know, craziness, so to speak. Right. And I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, the whole point is like, how do we sort of uh, 
strike that healthy balance between like yeah driving yourself to that madness state but also learning now's the time to like sort of cut it off right mm-hmm. um because i had the same thing yesterday like i was up until like maybe 12 or 1 and you know i had to wake up at 6 again this morning mm-hmm. and i'm like ah oh, i know as you know at 10:30 11 i'm like oh boy i know what's this. happening now yeah <laughs> but you know and it's just like i'm like ah oh, but i can't take myself out of this right and yeah so i i feel there are some aspects of that that need to be sort of like figured out moving back to your oh, sorry go ahead and everybody's different too i think or i feel for me i have understood where i have to draw certain lines in my life um you know mm. half the time i have my kids out or half the time i don't and when i have them with me i know at a certain time of day like i have to stop i have got to go make dinner i've got to go do things with them but when i don't have my kids and you know <laughs> i live alone here i they'll you know they'll come home from school do do whatever and then they're off and um i'll sit there and work and all of a sudden i'll look up and it'll be nine o'clock at night and i'll be in the computer for like 18 hours like i'm just like oh wow yeah. where did this entire day go so knowing like when you can do that and when you can't is uh is important too yeah that, no that's an important point and as like you know with time because in the early days when i was just like this single bachelor who mm-hmm. had all the time in the world like I think a lot of my unhealthy habits have developed, right? You don't have the luxury of doing that. Like, you know, today if you have a family and you know you need to like you said pay the bills, like cook dinner, like you know get like all of those yeah. things done, you know, you shower and like make sure you're ready for the day and like those things take time, <laughs> you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it it's so funny because I feel that balance is so hard to strike at least for me. You mentioned the Kanban flow thing, right? Like do you do something like that? Do you map your entire week or do you start like okay today these are the things i'm going to get done uh yeah i'm just curious yeah. about some of that tactical stuff and tools that you use yeah so previously i've been oh, i will say this i've been experimenting with with various different ways and the two ways that i have i've found that have worked for me uh one is the way i've always done it which is i journal every morning i write down the top 5 things i want to get done every day and then after that i have a longer like brain dump list of like hmm. here's the other things i need to get done. Now the top 5 things are going to be things that push me forward and maybe my career, my work, whatever, maybe it's or it's maybe it's a habit and a habit i need to develop. Maybe i'm trying to get into working out so i'm going to work out for 20 minutes today. Those are things i got to get done. Uh and then the, the other list are the things that um i want to get done or i i need to get done like hey call the dentist or you know make sure i you know go to the store blah blah blah. That has worked okay for me but it's very off the cuff and just very immediate and right. so loose I've, structures on it very very loose and i've always felt like i don't know what the rest of this week's coming up and then by the time friday rolls around i'm like i don't i didn't get the things done i wanted to get done and so mm-hmm. i moved over to this weekly planning methodology and like i said i did that starting last year and i think i did it for mm, probably 6 to 8 months and mm-hmm. i got progressively better and better and better and better at it and i was highly productive this is when i was putting out a bunch of youtube videos this is when i was putting out mm-hmm. you know training courses uh constant contact uh content on different platforms you know email newsletters writing code and projects and my output was just amazing mm-hmm. um so it really helped me solidify my time there and then i fell off that um to try to do more of a loose structure in the morning all right what if i just focus in the morning and then mm-hmm. kind of segregate my day and day, morning and night. That has worked okay, but what I'm finding and it's funny we we even brought this up because we didn't plan on this is earlier this week I actually wrote down in my journal here 
that I need to get back to the other, the, yeah. the planning method where I list everything out because I have so many things that I want to do that if I have to prioritize them. I'll put them all on this Kanban board and I'll realize I'm like, I have too much stuff here. Like I just don't have enough time. And then I have to prioritize like, which one of these is the most important to me? I'm like, okay, that's a really cool thing, but it's a shiny object. Like it's, oh, I'm just right. not going to be able to go learn Rust today. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, or for I'm whatever. I'm not going to be able to try out a new terminal shell and make sure all my aliases work. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's I've moved back to, um, well, it's on my plan this week to uh, move back to uh, weekly planning. And actually on my list today is to plan out the rest of my week. So kind of get a latter half of the week head start onto the next week. So if that makes sense, and then I will start replanning mm. again on Sunday, but that's how I do it. What, I mean, do you do anything for yourself regarding yeah. planning? So it's interesting. I just recently wrote a blog post about it on productivity. Oh, really? Just like how, yeah. The, the funny thing I found is I don't have too much trouble with the daily and the weekly stuff, right? Like, because mm -hmm. I mean, I use whatever, like, you know, I use things, this app, uh, you know, I throw it in there. I feel I get stuff done. What I found though is because I've also like, you know, we talk about a lot uh, of how we are getting like more productive and I found that I was good. I mean, I was getting stuff done, like the tasks that come in there, you know, my inbox isn't growing. It isn't getting like too crazy, but like the one of the challenges I had is I was missing that bigger picture in the process, mm -hmm. right? Because it just feels like I'm in this like continuum, right? Like I'm constantly, things are coming at me, I'm getting them done, but I don't know where I'm heading. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really missing like whatever the forest for the trees. Okay, yeah. And so that's one thing that I've tweaked where I actually have monthly goals, right? Because I, I know what my yearly goals are because I'm like, look, this year, this is what I planned, right? And inevitably, if I'm not keeping a track of that, my daily tasks don't necessarily land up there, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that connect was missing. So what I've done now is I actually even have monthly goals. I'm like, look, start of the month, I kind of do a retrospective of like, okay, I thought I'd attempt to get these things done, but I didn't. So let's make sure, like, do I care about this enough? Like, okay, let's put it to the next month, right? And eventually if something gets carried over for too long, then I'm like, well, you're fooling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Or alternatively, I'm like, no, like, you know, I need, it, I want to hit this yearly goal. And like, we're, you know, half the year in, like it's June or July. Don't remind I me. Need, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Time moves pretty fast. But yeah, so and then I'm like, oh shit, it's like half the year now. I've literally not started on this thing that I wanted and I believed is good for me, you know, for my career or whatever, like, you know, it's something that I need uh, for my personal health. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I, I feel that connect has made it much better. I mean, I'm, this is month two, but I feel it's so much better because I feel it's intentional. Like as it, it keeps reminding me why I'm doing what I'm doing. And if I get lost in doing like the daily stuff, it catches me like, you know, where I'm like just doing things without it progressing. And I've interestingly- and That's, the, that's yeah. the monthly, the monthly thing that yeah. you're- Okay. Yeah, the, the monthly sort of like retro, so to speak, right? Okay. I, before I start the month, I'm like, okay, th this is my goal. And then every month, I actually put it in my blog, but I mean, it's, I don't publicize it as much, but- the mm -hmm. idea is I do a retro to say, okay, I thought I'll get four of these things done. How many of these did I get done? You know, and I put a check mark. If I don't get it done, I'm like, well, no. And so it's almost a reminder, right? And it's nice because I can go back and look at the months and say, okay, so that thing has been carrying over for some time, you know? Yeah. That has helped me 
you know, and, and that's how like a lot of these things came, like the whole movies app that I was talking about, right? It was always in my mind that I was like, oh, I wanted to get these two things done. I know it'll be good. You know, it's been like a few years since I gave the presentation and I definitely, I've had these ideas in my mind. I have like tons of people reaching out and saying, oh, what about X? And I'm like, well, yeah. I didn't update that app, but this is how you do it. And I kept doing it enough. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I should just spend the time, update the app. It, it'll be good for me. It'll be good for like, you know, the community. Yeah. And so that's why that's when I'm like, no, I got to get it done. Like I can't, this has been carrying over for too long. And so that's helped me at least in terms of getting these. I know it doesn't like necessarily point directly to the getting into the madness or like, you know, that flow state, but weirdly it drives me towards like, you know, that sense of urgency is instilled. How do you, a couple of things here, so the backpedal, you said you really don't struggle with the day-to-day -day or the week-to-week -week stuff. How do you stay focused on what you need to do on that day or that week or and kind of as an ancillary question to that do you reference your monthly goals every day or how often do you look back at that kind of stuff to keep you on track throughout the days yeah not every day but like mostly at the end of the week right uh that that's and it, it's irregular some days i check it more often you know mm -hmm. having it accessible was like a big thing that's why i even like put it on like you know my blogging engine because i'm like well you know i'm walking i'm just taking a walk or like you know i'm going for a run i'm like ah like how am i doing on that and was there anything else that i want to check in you know just pull it up it's easy to sort of so it isn't regular but what i definitely do is every day in the morning i'm pretty diligent about okay what did i plan to get done today and there are like some of these small techniques that you pick up along the way right for example mm -hmm. A common thing that I've found like a lot of people do is when you have a to-do list, right? And you've not, you you aim for five things, you got four done and one translates over to the next day. Yeah. And you don't think you have the time to do it on that day. It's very common for people to want to have the tendency to sort of want to pick, oh, I'm not going to get it done today, but I will actually schedule it for the future. Like I'll have it done like three days from now or like, you know, next week I know I can get it done. Mm -hmm. I found that hurts me a lot because eventually what happens is these start to gather like you know steam and i have like a whole bunch of these tasks that i've planned for the future and it comes like an avalanche right because then what i find is every day tasks are coming at me like versus me intentionally picking what i'm doing today uh, i don't know if that makes sense it just gets really hard when i open up and i look at like the stuff that i've i want like you know i open up my today list of tasks and i see mm -hmm. 20 things because oh, yeah. oh i remember i i said i'll do that today but last i said that last week but things have changed <laughs> you know mm -hmm. uh, and so what i found is i'm i'm very good about organizing my projects and putting my tasks in there but i'm very very strict with picking due dates like literally either i should lose money it should affect my health or it should affect somebody else's health like that's how i sort of do that's the rule of thumb where i'm like only then do i put a due date like you know if i don't go to the dentist something's going to happen, right? Like if I don't pay this bill on time, like, you know, I'm going to get charged a penalty. It's a physical or the two Fs, physical or, or well, that's, like, that's yeah, a yeah. PH. <laughs> I can't spell the name. <laughs> physical or financial. I know, uh, yeah. It's like F -f. <laughs> <laughs> So I found those techniques help me with the daily and the weekly. Uh, I forget what your other question was, but basically I, I check in mostly at the end of the week. Like weekends are a good time uh, so mm -hmm. it's something similar, but I'm not as, you know, in the weekend, I usually try to, you know, it's more a daily process for me. So by the end of the week, I kind of have a sense of, okay, what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But I do ref like re referring to the monthly thing really helps because then 
if I have like four of these goals that I want to get in and get done in the month and week one is over, I'm like, well, one down, three more to go, right? Or whatever. Like that's, you mm-hmm. know, or two weeks are up. I'm like, hey, I only have the ha- next half of the month. I know yeah. I'm going to not like hit this. So it sort of like forces me to give that, get, get that bigger picture. That makes sense. I think I think that retro is something I need to incorporate because mm-hmm. I do, I'm part of a couple I call them their business mastermind groups, and we meet mm. monthly to come talk about business goals, personal goals, you know, family goals, and you know, mm. basically, it's almost like a retrospective for your life. And there are people that keep you accountable. And uh, one of the things that we had inside of ours is like, all right, what's our yearly goal? And then we recently changed it to what's our monthly goal because mm. that was a much the yearly goal was you know it's important, but it was so far out there that it was just hard to wrap your hands around. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But a month ago, I was like, all right, what am I going to, before I talk to you guys again in a month, here's what I'm going to get done mm-hmm. or here's the goal. And I think that's important. Um, and I think what, for me, I know I would probably have, I mean, you probably do too. You have multiple things you want to get done in a month. Is that correct? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More, it's not a little too much sometimes, but yeah, no, but again, that's the learning process, but you know, yeah. how do you handle well with when you have, or what do you do when you find out you have too many things you want to do do you just prioritize or or do you eliminate backlog what yeah ruthless prioritization right i'm like well i'm not going to get that done throw it into the backlog if it's that important it'll come at me it'll start gnawing at me in a future date and you know i'll Mm -hmm. get back to it because right now these are the four or five most important things right um Mm -hmm. for example like one of the other things just simple stuff like you know I, i mentioned like the whole like the movies app thing that's one you know wanting to learn core routines and start to like actually get more traction towards it that's another one the other ones on the personal side which is like you know my you know i recently purchased a home i wanted to make like there's some aspects of it where i want to make smart like you know add a smart home because it's really frustrating when i have four apps that take care of things and i want to work on something that'll get it done again that was a yearly goal but because i've not had monthly check-ins it's just one of those things when I'm like, yeah, I'll get it done over the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, here we are, like, you know, half of the year, and I didn't intentionally track towards it. So after having these monthly things, I'm like, no, no, I'm going to get at least this portion done. That'll like, And none of this is like revolutionary, right? It's just that the monthly check-in I found is just the right amount for me to get perspective. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, to kind of bring this back full circle, how do you feel when you have those, you know, the moments of madness and you're, you're three or four hours in, is, the, <laughs> is that monthly goal in the back of your mind? Is that what's gnawing at you? Like, I can't be spending this much time on this right now or what? I mean, truthfully, if you have a family, they will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, it, you know, the, the madness piece I, I struggle with, right? Because there's an interesting aspect to that. What I've noticed, uh, and I'm actually curious about like asking you uh, this question too. Mm-hmm. I cannot get into that madness zone every single day. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I burn out. Like, it's just completely, you know, maybe if I'm having a good streak two weeks, like every day, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But by the end, I'm just brain zonked, right? Mm-hmm. So I so I am curious, like, you know, are, have you found a way to keep yourself inspired to go into this like madness zone or not? Um, but quickly to answer your other question, inevitably what happens, right, is if I'm supposed to meet someone, we're supposed to meet friends or like, you know, you know, we have to cook dinner or something and I get into these madness, zone, like this madness zone and I'm not able to pluck myself out of it because it doesn't like the monthly goals, like, you know, a day in the grand scheme of things, I can like sort of recover. Right. But for that day, like, you know, if I have to get other things done and I get 
caught up in some like you know this flow zone and i don't keep a track of time it like other things suffer right in the process and that that sort of keeps me in check um, mm-hmm. but i am curious like you know do you find yourself being able to go into like you know this flow state slash madness zones more often like have you been able to sort of say no i am going to do this and i'm going to get into that zone like how does the inspiration part of that work if that makes sense Corey house which is he's a javascript developer he's a friend of mine he said something once it was mm-hmm. this is probably 10 years ago he told me this actually um he's he told it to me over a call i was talking about writing a blog post and he mm-hmm. said he go and i was like you know what i'm thinking i'm gonna do it tomorrow and he goes don't do it tomorrow he goes do it he's like he's like when are you inspired to do it i'm like yeah right now and he goes as soon as you're off this call do it right now i'm like why he goes inspiration is perishable mm. and i'm like what do you mean he goes well, how many times have you said, hey, I'm going to write that blog post or I'm going to do this one thing and then you write it down and then you have the time to do it and you're like, eh, I don't really don't want to do this right now. <laughs> and he goes, so true. That is so true. And he goes, so he goes, just do like Hemingway style. He says, and this is just for a blog post. He goes, just sit down and just get the thought out. He just, it could be a rant, whatever. You just get it out. Time box yourself 10, 20, 30 minutes, get it out. He goes, so in those situations, like it's important to you're almost instant you're inspired it to be in a flow state but Mm. that happens only now and then and the inspiration has to be uh from something else if it's you know hey i have to refactor a bunch of code from a legacy thing into something else like i'm not really too inspired (laughs) to go do that like (laughs) um, at that point it relies on discipline like all right now i need to force myself into a state and for me i have a few triggers and this kind of goes back to the atomic habits which is Mm. uh, atomic habits book by james clear and what are the triggers that i use for me it's music it's environment uh and so forth and so i like to have Mm. to be dark in the room i like to have headphones on I like to put on electronic music that doesn't have words. And then I like to put on something like coffeeativity or whatever. I, I combine audio mm-hmm. inputs and I, I'm able to turn off the rest of the world. I close Slack, I close everything and I, all right, here's the problem. And then I just dive into the problem. And about 10, 15, 20 minutes later, usually I'm pretty in depth into the problem. The issue comes mm-hmm. up there if the only time I can do that is if I know I have a chunk of time that's two hours to four hours in time, if that's how right. long the task is going to take me. If I've got a meeting in 45 minutes, I can't get into that because it'll break up the whole flow state. And that gets into the whole Paul Graham makers versus managers mm. essay. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Makers versus builders or something. Yeah, something like that. And um, for me, it's mainly just trying to do stuff that given the time constraints that I have that will work within that. So if I know I only have 30 to 40 minutes, I might just change what I'm doing instead of like, all right, I'm going to write this code. Mm-hmm. I got to do this, but I have that time this afternoon. Instead, I'm going to go over to my email and clean out a bunch of email, go do some code reviews that I have time to do because that's going to fit into what I have until I have this meeting at 12 or whatever. Kind of really depends at that point. And then on the last part of it is, is it really depends on what I'm working on too. Like if I am right. doing work for, you know, work or client or whatever, that's going to be different than it is if I'm working on my own thing or if I'm writing my own blog. So it's the time, the context in which I'm working in, and then what I'm actually working on. So it really depends on all those things. I don't really know if I answered the question, but. <laughs> no, no, for sure. You, you give some nuggets there. Uh, inspiration is perishable mm-hmm. i like that code a lot like you know it, it, it and it, it it resonates so much for me because 
it's the same thing when i have the inspiration for something and i have the time to do it usually uh, that gets done like you know a, a majority of that task gets done right away you know, that's yeah. something that's stuck it's hard though because if you're inspired to do something right now and you have to go into a meeting like that's just a bummer <laughs> like there's nothing you can do about it like i am not going to be super inspired to go sit in this meeting where we talk about something 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 that's just not what i'm you know you, you have to do what you have to do but it's one of the things we talked about at the beginning i wanted to really kind of pull us back into was i don't think that the madness and what we talked about is a bad thing but at all i think it's a good thing and in fact it's one of the things that helps like you should it showcases why we enjoy what we're doing and it's if you can find something in your job your day-to-day work that will put you into that state more often i feel that you're just going to become happier every single day so oh, 100% and it's not just programming right no. like it can be with anything i've had mm-hmm. similar situations where you know i'm working on like some audio editing or like you know like some sound or like you know some music snippet i yeah i, I can easily like you know spend a few hours in that very similar sort of state so this isn't necessarily just for programming or like software engineering it could be anything right yeah you could be you could be designing you could be fiddling with photoshop mm-hmm. or you know figma or whatever right right that yeah i i that's, think that yeah that's a lot of useful information you know and i think it helps sort of convey the mindset it's also nice to hear at least like from someone like you who's you know i mean I, i'm not saying this to blow smoke up, <laughs> you know i think you're an extremely productive person so to see you say hey i struggle with this and like you know i'm oh, trying man. to figure things out is it's nice because it makes us feel like okay <laughs> i struggle with it all the time man i don't think it's i, I probably don't even say it enough it's, there's there's days where i just have my head in my hands and it's just like i don't i didn't get anything done today or i just don't feel productive at all and i look back at the end of the day and i just nothing happened and i think those days are just going to happen you can't can't crush it every day you know that's true that's true Before we wind it down, any other last thoughts on this? Anything you want to like any parting words, uh wisdom? No, not really. I think it's just everybody's going to have their own course here and just know that <laughs> you're going to have those days where everything just doesn't go according to plan and that's just how it goes. What about you? I I like that. Like, you know, I'm going to build off of that and I think part of what I struggled with in the early days is thinking that there's one system. There yeah. is no one system you know you just got to find a system that works specifically for you and also maybe you know a system that works for that time that you are in your life right you know mm-hmm. the system i used 5 years ago won't work today and probably the system i used today won't work 5 years from now so yep. i think us just like being accept forgiving of ourselves and accepting that that is the reality will probably make us more productive in the process completely agree man all righty Thank you all so much for listening. Uh Don, where can we reach you again? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Don Felker and Kaushik, how can we and everyone else get a hold of you? Uh same places, uh Kaushik Gopal. That would be my handle. We'll have awesome. all of that in the show notes. All right. Catch you later, Don. See ya. Thanks for listening everybody. Before you get going, don't forget to check out my free course on Git. This is going to be the course that shows you everything that you need to know in order to get started. It is the 80/20 of Git. You'll learn the 20% of commands that are going to give you well over 80% of the benefit. Heck, I'd even say over 90% of the benefit. In fact, these are the commands that I use every single day and I rarely step out of these boundaries. 
To learn more and to watch the course, you can go to donfelker.com slash git or just go to donfelker.com slash YouTube and check it out there for free. I really hope you enjoy it. That's it for the show, folks. Fragmented is hosted by Don Felker and me, Kaushik Gopal. We edit and produce all the episodes here on Fragmented. You can find more Fragmented episodes at fragmentedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.